Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Morning, everybody, and welcome to Sunday Q&A with me, Pete, Dangerous Dave Angel, eco-warrior, as I said to have become. I know how this happened. Um, yeah, no, joking apart, this week's mainly been about the emissions. And essentially, the stop pretending that the charges are for the sake of emissions, because they're not actually based on emissions, they're based on vehicle age, which is a different thing. But um, So we I wrote to the MP. Uh, started a petition, we're up to 141 signatures. It's not bad. For a week, that's not bad. And I want to say thank you very much to all your support, uh, especially to Clive and Donnie out there, who, who even threw a bit of dough into the hat, which is very much appreciated. Although, I've got to say, guys, it's not, don't keep your money. <laughs> You know, it's not about the money. We're going to do the best we can here, and I do appreciate the support. Anyway, it comes, but really, if you've got someone you know who's going to be affected by this, I mean, what we're we looking at now, as Hong Kong Fui says, the Bradford Zone is now in place. Newcastle is coming 2023. I think Bristol, from from Monday, I believe, I'm not sure about this, I believe Monday is Bradford. I know Monday is centre of Bristol now. Newcastle coming 2023. It's supposed to be the small bit in the middle, but so was London when it started. Um, yes, yeah, so if anyone's affected, and also Sadiq Khan has now said August 2023 is going to roll out new leads for pretty much where we're on the LEZ for trucks, which is the inside of the M25. And it is, I can understand it if it's about the ecology, but when the zones cover the entire country, then it, it once it becomes countrywide, it, it, it sort of nullifies it because it's like, well, there's emission zones everywhere. So, and what, like I so said, we're campaigning about is make it on the emissions. If you've got an old, you know, a 1986 thing that's billowing out black smoke, that's horrible. But if you've got a Euro 5 that's actually putting out less than a Euro 6, but you're being charged to go in when the guy next door isn't, then even though you're more environmentally friendly, you're getting kicked for it. That just doesn't seem fair to me. So, so like there will be. I'll do a link to the website. Down below will be the um, 
the link to the petition. If you go to the notes underneath, there'll be like a little link. Click on it if you can. If you've got anyone else you know who's affected by this, family, friends, uh, your mate the scaffolder, your mate the cab driver, your mate the chipper who's got a perfectly good old little tidy van which he's suddenly going to have to get rid of because the zone thing's coming, please sign. Where it goes, I don't know. All I do know is if I do nothing, nothing will happen. If I do something, something might happen. We'll see. Anyway, now let's see what you guys have got to say about it. So, because Dale Steele said, there is a benefit. He said, there is a benefit for people that are living in these areas that don't have to breathe in the exhaust fumes. Um, like before catalytic converters came in. Does nobody remember the days of being in city centres and having buses and trucks stinking and blowing back black smoke everywhere? Dale, yeah, you're right, mate. Two points I would make on that, though. One, city centres don't tend to be where people live. City centres tend to be where people work. Um, so when they're going, well, it's for the schools and all that, well, you don't see that many, do you? Because cost, the prices of city centres are so expensive, they tend to be on the suburbs, on the surrounding areas. And secondly, yeah, absolutely. If you've got an old vehicle, but it shouldn't be based on age, it should be based on what your vehicle is actually pumping out, which is tested on the MOT, and you get a little printout to say, this is what your vehicle is pumping out. You can go, and if it's a, if it's a value of a NOx above this point, you can't come in, but it's below that point. Even if you're Euro 4, but it's got a super clean, lean burn engine. There you go. Because this is the other thing that gets me. I, I know I've had a couple of people that have said... I mean, I, I heard of one guy. I can't remember it. I genuinely can't remember who it was. He said he turned the air blue off. And then when he went for the test, yeah, his actual vehicle was putting out less. So what's going on here? You know, I, there just seems more to me to meet the eye. Well, I think I think we've got to start shouting a bit and start trying to raise awareness kind of thing, you know. So, um, um, Harborwood Visitor has got a very, he said, I've got a very good condition bed for camp, CF camper van. He's here in stories that think it's going to make it um, difficult to run the, the older vehicle. It makes me think, oh, they're going after anything with a combustion engine from a truck down to a ride and a lawnmower. Um, because such vehicles run on petrol, diesel, isn't, and it's now becoming so expensive with super high taxes on fuel. Other things will come up with the average man in the street will eventually see no benefit from keeping these vehicles. It, it's true. It is. It is. And again, it's, it's all well and good going, we're all going to go electric. But at the moment, we haven't got the infrastructure or the ability to make the electric. So we're making it in unecological ways, and that don't work. So um lad1563 says all sign pete he's just trying to push he says you're trying to push the tie back with a bucket on this one though he said politicians follow fashion green is extremely fashionable right now and the facts don't matter anymore like you know and as steve sdc services said he says done he said what difference it'll make i don't know um, what I do know is money talks and the the council MPs are piggybacking the snowflakes who glue themselves to the M25 and get councils will prosper from this again it comes back to the 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 um that if we don't do anything nothing will happen just briefly on this as well also it's a white man vans um uh nine five six nine but I've just got it white man van it's easier um why have I he said, why have I heard of Celius before? This is the MP. Wrote to the MP. He wrote back within a day. He said, I've written to the Ministry of Transport. I'll let you know what happens. He says, I don't want to get too political, but check in his Wikipedia. He's a Tory, indeed, another Eton Tory. Mm. Uh, do we really believe he'll have any interest in looking after the poorer people? He'll tell you what you want to hear. He'll pretend to be on your side, but when it comes to voting in Parliament, he'll just toe the Tory line. Right. Th these are all decent points. Yes, 
it's going to be a challenge. Yes, I can't choose my local MP. He just is my local MP. I mean, I can vote, but I'm one of one of many, like you know. And yes, there is. A, I mean, when he said I've written a letter to the Ministry of Transport, I kind of went great because the Ministry of Transport kind of works for the motor lobby in the same way as the Ministry of um, of. Is the Ministry of Agriculture, Farm and Fishery, or yeah, some or Ministry of something like that, work for the farmers? The people in power work for the people that are deliberately behind them. So the idea that the Ministry of Transport is going to turn around and do something which actually doesn't benefit the motor industry is ridiculous. Bearing in mind the fact that the motor industry are the reason they're there in the first place. But um, if it does gain momentum. And if it does look like it's got some political clout that could go his way, then suddenly his antennas might pick up and go, hang on a second, there's a little opportunity for me here. Or he just might be a nice guy. I don't know. I've never met the guy. On the fence on that one, we'll see. Um, as for the fact I'm not trying to push the tide out with a bucket, I'm going to tell you a story now. About four years ago, when I gave up the markets, I was doing these videos about market trading. And... Um, I was doing them for a guy on the radio, and I kind of thought, well, I'm not a market trader anymore, and I'm doing the market trader reports for a guy on the radio. It's kind of pointless. And I wasn't. I thought, shall I, shall I, shall I carry on making these videos, shall I? And I'm standing there, and it was just because I had like 20 minutes to kill, waiting for a geezer to rock up with um, a server unit in somewhere like British Gas or something like that. I made a video about the Courier Exchange, and it got a load of views. And I thought, that's interesting. I wonder if I could do it again. Four years later, I've now got a channel with over 7,000 subscribers. Thank you very much, guys. I should have said that last week, but I didn't. I forgot to mention it. But it's over 7,000. Thank you very much for supporting me. I really appreciate it. Um, and a base. This is the bit I'm most proud about, is I've got a base where if people don't know what's going on, people have got a question or a query, and then I can't answer it, you guys out there will come in, and suddenly I've got this little thing, this little community of people that helps people. It took me four years to get here, but maybe a bit longer. But I'm here now, and it's growing. And all I think is, if we could back, we're like ants. If we band together, if we all turn round to them, and I went, you've got to pay £12.50, and we all just went, no. Tell you what, we just want, we'll stop driving in. After a week or two, they come back to us and go, okay, we forget about £12.50, and please bring our stuff, we're starving. It's not going to come to that. But if we could, <laughs> you know... Power to the people here. Yeah? So all I know is if I do nothing, as I said before, I do nothing, nothing will happen. If I do something, something might happen. And you guys can help with this. If you haven't signed or, you know, if you do know someone, give them a shout. Get them on the channel. Get them on that video, whatever you need to do. But if we can get it rolling, and there's got to be a load of other people that might click on this change.org thing. Oh, and also well done again, like to Dolly and Clive. Change.org is, is a good, as far as I understand it, it's a decent thing. My wife actually subscribes to it. And she was the one that said, this is what you want to do. Because they're trying to give people a voice. When everybody else is just rolling through and just going, we're going to do that. And then disappearing off to their great big houses in the country. We can turn around and go, no. So that's where we're at. So, right, furthermore on it. By the way, Chagis, if you're watching, we won't be talking about environment forever. Um... Yeah, and oh yeah, uh, 1593 said, so he said, tried this thing in the Galapagos Islands, the green agenda, he said, what happened? They tried it for 10 years, and then they reverted back again. I thought the Galapagos Islands was just full of finches. But um, there is a link to what happened in the Galapagos Islands. If I can do a link, I will. If not, I'll put it underneath. I've done it again, hold on. I keep forgetting my pen. I'll do a link 
underneath. So anybody wants to read it, let's see where it goes, guys. We can do what we can do. Um, Steve at SDC Services says, he says, done. Oh, we've done that one. Um, right, where are we on? The, the All Big Mac says, it was always going to be about the money. Why do you think they extended the year list? Bigger area, bigger profits. They're saying that with the extension of this year list, they're going to bring in £12.5 billion. It's difficult to turn that down. But they've also said this between, depending on which poll you talk, 60 and 80% of people are going, we don't want it. We live in London. I live, there was one guy who said, I used to drive to the outskirts and have to walk in, and now I'm going to have to pay it £12.50 a day. Um, there are people out there that are suddenly going to have to change. They've got decent, normal, tidy vans. They're going to have to dump them. They're not going to be worth any money because everyone's dumping them. Then they're going to have to buy brand new shiny vans at the cost of 40 tonnes of carbon to build the darn things because they're going to be more environmentally friendly. And I'll be curious to know what the output on their Euro 5 is and compare to their Euro 6 and see what difference it will actually make to the air quality. We'll see. Uh, Leachy says... Pete, you, Liz, has been wanting to cover the whole of London. Thank you, we've covered that. Uh, Luke Berry says, totally agree with the reasons he signed the petitions. He said, I'm fed up with all the lies, conning us all. Um, a, it's W388Y1. What up? It's a droid's name. Uh, he says, I remember having this conversation with you at the yard some time ago. It was all about the pollution. You, you wouldn't be allowed in these areas at all, but if you pay, you can blow smoke all day long, petition. Yeah, this is another thing. In Sweden and places like that, they've got these zones. And they go, can't come in. If you're Euro, if you're not Euro 6, you can't come in. Here we say, you're not, if you're Euro 6, or if you're Euro 6 or below, if Euro 5 or below, you can't come in unless you pay the money. So we pay the money because we have to go in and we can't afford new vehicles. How does that actually affect the change? How does that change the air quality? That just, that just means we're just taking money off you. It's a toll charge. It's a toll charge, like a toll charge for a road or for a bridge. It's just you've got to pay. You know, like when you was at school and the two bullies, were you trying to get through the door and say, if you want to go through the door, you've got to give me 10p or we're going to kick you. Same thing. Did you not have that? We had, I had that. <laughs> I'm old. I just went to normal school, but we had that. Um, uh, Gareth Bird says, nice one, fed up with the clowns that come and stitching us up. Handyman said he shared it on Facebook four times. Man and van and carrier groups, this is what I'm talking about. Other groups, man and van, anyone, not just the couriers, anyone who's got a van, who's just, or it just, and we might be fed up with it. Let's see if we can get them on board. Um, and Steve Campbell finally says, I'm surprised your MP didn't tell you that Manchester is in the northwest with you being a courier driver and all, because I wrote northeast. Um, I should, should I write to my local MP too? Maybe I'll wait until I see him in court. That's my, my that's nefarious Steve Campbell. Well, when I said about the northeast, I kind of, in my mind, it was like the zone is actually, the, the Manchester zone seems to extend from, oh, it's like Inverness down to Newcastle, across to like Birmingham, and then round to the east coast of Ireland. It's huge. That's what I meant by that. It takes into the whole, whole top of Wales. That's not true, but it may as well be, and it's just ludicrous. The whole thing is just getting out of hand now. I think a lot of people are feeling this, and so if we can do something about it, great. But I'm going to stop on about it now, because Dad just will scream at me. Uh, but, yeah, that was kind of, uh, that's it. Let's see where it goes. I will probably, from time to time, chuck up a link, chuck up a sort of thing for the, um, uh, you know, for it, but we can't go on about it forever. I don't care what's going on. Open the door. We have a cat flap. They don't use it anymore because they've worked out that if they don't and they just sit by the door and meow, eventually one somebody will get up and open the door for them because we're fed up hearing the noise. Oh. 
The Local. I'm doing another one of those freelance trucking life on the road type things. This is one where I ended up locally doing a multi-drop and I had to split it to two because these things are too long. So this will carry on between the two of them. Uh, David, David HGV says, Hi Pete, just to make you feel a bit better. Oh, he's my mate Dave who's just started on the exchange in a truck because I had a bit of a nightmare didn't I with the door. He says, um, to make you feel a bit better. He says, um, here's my last couple of weeks. It's not, he started off as a bit of a dribble for the boy. Um, he said, when the road went from two lanes down to one lane, doing 11 miles per hour on the inside lane with a traffic light, then some moron in a tiny car decides to carve in, and he said, I'm checking the school kids on the left, crunch. So he caught his car passenger door as it turned in front of the truck, and I took him on a little joyride sideways down the road. He tried to blame me. Thank God for dash cams. And then number two... Um, stupidly tight entrance off the main road, so I pulled in instead um, instead of backing in, hoping there'd be space inside to swing round. Nope. Backing out with the system of the Forky being a banksman, clicked the stupid pole and tore the side section off the driver's step. Three days off for repair. That seems a lot for a driver's step. You just bolt them things on. Um, it wasn't my fault. A painted day glow yellow in the middle of the day and bright sunshine. So I'm struggling to come up with a reason why it wasn't my fault, but obviously it wasn't. On a positive note, thanks to Rock God, my first job, uh, this will be my first job. My new maintenance provider will be doing some work on the truck, so you did find someone better than Merck. You remember the guy? The guy you turned around and basically Merck took his truck and then tried to take it off the road. And then thanks to the video, the guy went, there's a guy on YouTube talking about you, you might want to get it sorted, and he got done really quickly. So anyway, Dave, I'm pleased you're out and running. You could say it would be the fault of the bloke who's reversing you if he reverses you into a post. I would say that, but what do I know? Something has happened to me as well. Um, Neptune Courier, he's got his own channel out there. Don't forget to check him out. I suppose the important question is, does that appear, oh, because the door latch, does it appear on your defect report? Door latch worn, secured with supplement chain, will monitor condition, as you've had the incidents and the safety chain system is not good enough, or the incident would not have happened. But more importantly, you're commendable for sharing this. The thing is, the door latches work. If you, if you go and you go, yep, yeah, that's shut, it's locked, it's shut. But then what seems to happen is when the thing goes, if you go, they hang on and they go like that, or they go like that over in, sometimes, like four times a year, they might come undone. It's probably some guy, I suppose I should get them raised up a bit, but apparently it's a very difficult job, I don't know. But what does solve that is if, for some reason, one of them slightly pries itself away, the chain works as long as the chain's on. I'll, I'll keep you informed. I might have a word with Mark, see if we can put some extra rubbers in and see how difficult it is. We'll see. And Steve Campbell on this one. Oh, yeah, that place in Dunstable that I traversed in. He said, I've been at that place in Dunstable. I thought it was residential too. It's right at the BK, BB carriage on a residential street in a right-hand corner down a cul-de-sac. That's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what they did. And, um, what did I pick up? I can't remember what they did, but... Mm. Yep, that's the one. So this week we're on to now we're on to the wise guys. Uh, domain name guy says, Ah, yes, because we talked about Steve, and Steve said, Can a company ban him from the site? And I said, Well, no, not really, because the site he doesn't actually work for the site, he works for Fury Company. Domain name guy says, A customer of a company. A customer of the company, a person who works for, can ban you from the site, which makes delivering to that company difficult for the employer to use that person, etc., which usually happens when a driver gets impatient, when he's been waiting too long for paperwork, and the driver gets told they can't leave without their paperwork. Some drivers have driven through security barriers in the past, which results in a ban for the customers, etc. I have had, we had one once where, um, I don't know why, 
Yeah, one thing we, we went to, and Harry got, I think, well, if that driver was ever so rude, if he ever comes back here, we're not going to let him in. But then I took the thing the next day, and I spoke to the drivers, and I, I, I spoke to the two guys who unloaded him. I said, who was in here yesterday? The guy. And they went, um, I said, was he all right? Did he scream or shout anything? And they kind of went, no. They said, the one thing he did say is when he parked up, and then we went, could you move the lorry slightly over? And he kind of went, I've just put it on brake. And then did it. So sometimes there's a little bit of give and take here. We've had it before with the prisons. We used to do, I used to do the HM prisons, Harry again. Um, and he had a kind of a, 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 a little sort of a shouting, well, not a shouting match, a little bit of to and fro in with the geezer when he was taking the stuff off on the towel because he didn't have kick flaps. Um, but you can still do it without kick flaps, like, you know. And, and then, again, it's one of those... I spoke to Harry, and then I also, and I've been in there before, and I know what the prison guards are like. And if you're, the prison warders can be very tricky. I find the best way to get around this is to just do exactly what they say with a smile on your face. Yes, absolutely, sir. Where would you like the bag? Is that in the right place? Are you 100% happy? Right, I'm going to go and stand over here. Anything I can do to help, you know, that way you get through it. If you tell me, oh, no, hang on, mate, that's, yeah, yeah, so. So a lot of time I take stuff with a pinch of salt, but no, it's a fair play. If they turn around and say you're not coming in, you can't do the delivery, can you? So, um, on the work time directive, Steve says he says um, work time for 15 minutes break in your first six hours, then 15 minutes per three hours thereafter. So in a 12-hour shift, you would have an hour. That's all fine. I think I've googled that. I'm still I still believe that in the first six hours you have a 20-minute break. I thought. Anybody else out there? We're still debating this one. 15 minutes thereafter may be the case. Take the 20 minutes just to cover yourself, I would say. Um, he also said, I've noticed lately that there seem to be salt crystals, because we're talking about the quality of our blue. There seem to be salt crystal things around my air blue filter cap. However, I'm not being... He said, I'm being moved to a 56 plate DAF that hasn't got air blue, so no worries, won't be London for, uh, and no London for me either. So you won't have to deal with a zone either, mate. But uh, yeah, anybody else notice a de decrease in quality in their air blue? One guy said he had um, a DAF light come up, which even DAF aid couldn't fix. Um, and I mean, I, I haven't had it, so I don't know. But uh, there we go. So we're now on to the miscellaneous. At Parker, our purpose is simple we want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. White man in the van says, Ah, oh, trusted. Because oh, you know this thing that the exchange is now doing trusted. Um, yes, I've got to do that today. I've got to speak to well. I've got a little thing. I've got to upload a photo of my um, photo of myself, and um, we've got some documents to upload. Because if you don't upload the documents, 
Then they won't let you run, apparently. Well, White Man Bear says, in relation to Trusted, I wonder if the CX has an issue with drivers getting insurance and then cancelling it after verifying the system. A six-month check would mean that drivers would need to keep their insurance for at least six months, otherwise things like certificate numbers wouldn't match. Or you could, or, or, it, could, or it could be an early adoption for a pay-to-win system where drivers have to pay a fee to get a blue tick. I don't need any more, um, any more charges, thanks. But, um, yeah, that's a good point. In fairness, because I said, well, why have you got to upload your documents every six months? Because you could literally get insurances, upload them, and then cancel them. Mm. Why would you do that? Uh, Barry Caldwell says, he said, I was thinking of getting a VW Caddy, uh, 16 next February, and sick of HGVs, but there, there was always a worry I won't be able to make enough money to live on. We did a video about going from HGVs to um, smaller vans. It, I, th I think there is, I think, I mean, I was happy to go from a smaller van to the lorry, but then I haven't run in a lorry that much. I used to, in my 30s, I used to drive one in the markets, and then I've been driving vans forever. And I like lorries. More space, command the road, get loaded and unloaded with forts a lot easier, that kind of thing. But there is an argument for running around in a small van. You won't make as much money as you would get in a lorry or a big van, but you won't get the grief either. There's plenty of videos on this. Small van, big van, can you make money in a small van? Um, going from HTV to small van, I would say suck it and see. Try it. See how you go. Buy it. If it doesn't work out, just sell it. Go and do something else. And you're not set in stone, is it? Um, he also says, Guy Anna reckons his boss uses self-employed van drivers £320 a day. I asked where they go for that, and he said the drivers need to get back by 5pm at the latest to load the HGV for the Irish run. Don't know if this is true or not. Um, well, he's talking about van drivers... Um, so that seems a lot. In, in, a, in a Luton van, my target was 250 for the day. And if someone said to me, oh, I'll pay you £320 a day every day, I would have taken it, depending on, of course, what I had to do. Other things you're talking about, there's HGV in there and also Irish run. Are they going to Ireland? Are they having to pay their own ferry? I'd need more information on that one. But the whole idea of getting paid £320 a day for a self-employed van driver, um, I suppose having said that, well, possibly. If you had a Luton and your own insurance and you paid your own stamp and all that kind of thing um, and you was on a multi-drop and you would do it, put in the hours, you know, start at like, you know, seven in the morning and then work till five o'clock at night, running, 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 you might you might get that kind of money. You know, I don't know, it's possible. Too many imponderables, I'd need more information. Sorry, mate. Um, Craig125, he says, when I'm on a long drive, I kick my trainers and shoes off and drive my socks. Because I said about that, I used to do that. Um, it depends how hot it is. But um, you can do. I had a system where I would tie my laces so that the boots were on, but not tight. And then you could just, just whip them off if you needed to. And I mean, it depends on how, obviously depends how far you're going. If I was going, if it was a really warm day and I was going to Scotland, I'm not going to sit with these boots on, I'm just roasting here. But there are ways around that, of course. All slip-ons, all trainers, or what have you. As long as you can safely drive in them. A uh, white man in a van says, he said, I don't understand how some shippers are having to pay over the odd for jobs when I can't find anything that's 75% of the supposed going rate. I'll be offering my direct clients a special offer instead and hoping the work comes when uh, from the, rather than my low ball rates on the CX. Um, again, it depends what you're, what you're charging now. Um, I'm finding it tough at the moment. 
Uh, this should be the busy period, and I don't know if it's because of the football, but on Tuesday I did one job for 150 quid. I picked up in Milton Keynes, I drove it to Hemel, and I came back, and that was all I did all day, which is 150 quid is less money than my target on a Luton van. I've managed to get myself out of trouble by having a ridiculously long day on Thursday. Drove down to something like Chichester, drove all the way back, and then the bloke said, can you do Saffron Walden and back? I got in with six minutes under my clock, but I got in. Um, but yeah, and that was worth money. But yeah, no, it's, it's tough at the moment, and I fear for the new year. When, and then what are they going to do? Charge us more money to drive everywhere? Yeah, sign a petition. Um, yeah, it is tough at the moment, and it shouldn't be, but it is. Steering wheel attendances. Have you had any experience with Tim O'Com? He said, or do you only look for loads solely on the Courier Exchange? I'm thinking of getting a unit myself, but with this recession coming, I'm not sure. Thanks. Um, not Timacom, but we did use returnloads.net. We had it for about too long, for about a year or so, because I think we might have been under contract and we cancelled it as soon as we could, because there are plenty of jobs on there. And then when you ring them, you realise they don't actually exist, or they've already gone, or you're like... The only one that I've actually find that works consistently is the exchange. There are other things out there. There are other things like um, Courier Network and Shipley and stuff like that. They don't charge as much money, but... Um, the job's just, it's just not as good. It's, exchange is expensive, but it's good. I wish there was a competitive platform out there so we could, you know, you could, they could fight each other, but there isn't. So, not that I know of anyway. And if there is, no one's told me they might be keeping it to themselves. Uh, Colin Changi says, um, how much do you, can you bring in a week? Again, Colin, they've done videos on this before. It depends on what van you're running, what your target is, what, there is so many in problem, what time you start in the morning, what time you're going to finish, are you going to tramp, do you want to work weekends, are you aware of the fact you probably won't get returned? Like, there's a lot, but there's plenty of videos on it. I would say on average, in a lorry, my target for the week is 2k, is how much can you bring in a week? Uh, in a loot of my target for the week was 12.50. In a smaller van or a long wheelbase, you're probably looking at 7.50 to a K. That's what you can bring in. Then you've got to take your X's out of that. But there's loads of videos on this one, mate. Just trawl back through the channel and everything seems to stand. So, um, Wayne Rawning says, To cut down your costs, is it not possible to have a membership to Costco as their fuel prices are significantly lower than other retailers? Just a thought like anywhere yes get a costco card if you have particularly if you have to live near a costco fill up every night anything if not asda's sainsbury's tesco's either supermarkets are cheaper or you can get yourself a fuel card where you can get yourself a fixed fuel price and you'll be paying without the vat each time with a fuel card make sure you've got enough money to pay the bill when it comes in in a, in a week or two weeks or a month because if you fill up all week and then they try and take it out of your bank and like 700 quid goes out and you haven't got it then they'll start hitting you with heavy charges for not paying and then, then it suddenly becomes it doesn't work anymore. But yeah, anything you can do to get it cheap. You know, fuel cars will fix a price for you. Costco, otherwise, if you've got to get your fuel, and then there's, then there's the other argument that is the fuel as good from Asda's as it is from the BP garage? Because the BP garage has got different additives in the fuel, which is why it's dearer, which protects your engine more. End of the day, it's a lottery. You do you. Right, I've got a couple of little, a couple of, uh, little chatty ones as well at the end. Uh, Godzilla's, he says... Um, this is just keeping you in touch for the guys, like you know. Um, he's, he's signed the petition. Thanks, mate. He said, he said, oddly at work, dragging a seventy-five ton full of jet fuel around. Someone's decided that we now need ADR. 
No rush coming in on that one, like, you know. Uh, it was a surprise. Of course, a free ADI course. Oh, go on then, you twisted my arm. Uh, we don't use driver's cards, so... Um, I, I, it was, uh, so bored, I, I, I thought, let's do a truck printout. The truck's been used for the last three years without a single car kissing the taco. Should be fun. Well, I suppose if you're just driving around the yard, it ain't going to go very far, is it? Like you know, uh, No paper. Oh, in the taco. <laughs> uh, true story time. Working at Rover, the Sparky had a gadget to test car fuses. You plug the fuse in, and it rams twice the amps through, blowing the fuse. So a fuse tester that checks fuses by blowing a fuse. Now, I argue the entire point of a gadget, but it was apparently I was wrong. Um, there's a thought or something, something not to do with me. You said he did enjoy working at Rover. You know, it's like the, the, the idiot in the match factory, isn't it? That one works. That one works. That one works. I've got a problem with my back lights. I didn't even know. Um, I, when I finished that job at Saffron on Thursday... Pulled out and the back lights. When I turned the thing, the back lights were jammed on. I thought, well, that's not good, but at least they're jammed on, not off. Got back to the yard, realised it wasn't the it wasn't the back lights. It was the brake lights. So me and Ian uh, Webbs, we pulled a few something like that. I think it might have been a problem with a relay. Checked it, they were fine. Then got up on Friday morning, so I had to do a job going down to Dover. Checked them again. Got the the, the wooden stick, pushed it in, had to crack it a little bit, got it in. They were fine. I went, oh, God, intermittent fault. That's not good. But they were fine. Drove down to Dover, checked them at Dover. They were fine. Drove to Daft's on Friday night to pick up a seal for the lorry, which is coming down. I'm going to meet him in a minute. Um, come out of Daft's, they're jammed on again. But the good news is Daft's is like eight minutes away from the yard. So I, I, I drove it back to the yard. I've rung Mark and gone... Mark, I've got a problem with my back lights. So as soon as I finish this, I've got to go up and find out what's going on with them. Hopefully it'll be a switch or a relay or a fuse. I'll let you know. The main name, guys, is... Uh, could we do one of the most difficult panels? He said, the most difficult panel I had to take off with a tail lift without a forklift present was um, a panel, a two-panel oblong panel with a marquee on halfway down a seven and a half ton truck. So I had, basically so I had to take off all the pallets around it to get enough turning space on the truck bed so that it would go through the back doors. Uh, the pallet truck eventually got it on the tail lift, had to take the pallet out, keep the truck bed, and send the pallet down on the tail lift to drape. Basically, I think he said I had to unload half a van to get the pallet out and then reload half a van. Yeah, good fun, isn't it, really? Good fun as we go along. And finally this week, in conclusion, uh, Shane Harding said, the philosophical ramblings of a truck driver. Must admit these ones amuse me. That's what I said about myself. Yes, uh, I speak two languages, Shane. Um, English and rubbish. Uh, I speak the second one more fluently than the first. So that's it for another week, guys. Four weeks till Christmas. But we probably won't have to work the Friday because there probably won't be a lot on. So once you've got Monday out of the way, two full weeks till Christmas. <laughs> We'll have the lights up soon. It's the wife's birthday on Tuesday. And then I imagine next week will be decoration week. So within two or three weeks, you're going to see the funny lights. Hope you're all well. I hope you're fine. Hope my lorry's fine. I'm going to go and find out in a minute. Uh, have a wonderful week. Take care. Take money. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, 
Visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.